Happy 4th of July. Today, my son Mechach and myself are going to share about the 4th of July and hopefully introduce some nuance into your thinking about this holiday. On April 25th, 1947, Presbyterian minister Peter Marshall, who was the U.S. Senate chaplain, stood before the U.S. Senate and he said, May we think of freedom not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity to do what is right. An opportunity to do what is right. 1947 saw the National Security Act formally create distinct military branches. An opportunity to do what is right. 1947 also saw the passage of the Taft-Hartley Act, much maligned by President Truman. Taft-Hartley paved the way for 1950s McCarthyism and more aggressive treatment of workers in unions by the federal government. An opportunity to do what is right. 1947 saw the Congress of Racial Equity organized the first freedom ride into the South. An opportunity to do what is right. 1947 saw the U.S. Supreme Court overturn Mississippi's ruling that black defendants had no right to a jury with black citizens serving on that jury. An opportunity to do what is right. 1947 saw President Truman's Committee on Civil Rights produce statistics which compared health access and educational opportunities between white Americans and black Americans. This set the groundwork for civil rights legislation nearly a decade and a half later. An opportunity to do what is right. 1947 saw Jackie Robinson join the Brooklyn Dodgers and play a breakthrough season. An opportunity to do what is right. 1947 saw Federal Housing Administration actively promote racial segregation and actively discriminate by refusing mortgage insurance in black neighborhoods. Practices which were finally outlawed with the passage of civil rights legislation in 1968. A lot happened in 1947. Some good, some bad. Do you think we took advantage of the opportunity to do what is right? Some of you might answer no, whilst others may think that things inevitably get better. You may be saying to yourself, there was progress then, and we've seen progress since. Well, we have, indeed. And we haven't. Not really. The years that have passed since 1947 have also been mixed with gains, especially in the 1960s, followed by seeing many of those gains erased and reversed in the years since then. When I think about the 4th of July, it occurs for me in a similar way to how I view the year 1947. 
there's some good, some bad, and a lot of ambivalence. Today, Mechach and I are going to share a variety of perspectives about July 4th. My hope is that you'll walk away with a better sense of the inherent nuance surrounding this national holiday. And because I don't believe in starting small, Mechach is going to open with a portion of Frederick Drugless's Independence Day Address from 1852. For any who don't know, Douglas was an escaped slave. He was an abolitionist, and he was an activist. His excoriation of American hypocrisy was harsh on that 1852 summer day, but he was honest and dreadfully accurate. What have I or those I represent to do with your national independence? Are the great principles of political freedom and of natural justice embodied in that declaration of independence extended to us? What to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. At the time Douglas wrote this, his former owner still wanted to regain control of Douglas and the country was filled with people who would gladly see Douglas murdered. How do Douglas's words make you feel about the 4th of July? Is it upsetting? Unsettling? Uplifting? Infuriating? Do you find it relevant? or perhaps irrelevant? In 1768, founding father John Dickinson's Liberty Song declared, come join in hand, brave Americans, all and rouse your bold hearts at fair liberty's call. No tyrannous acts shall suppress your just claim or stain with dishonor. America's name. Dickinson owned as many as 37 enslaved men, women, and or children in his life. Yet he believed or claimed that he stood against tyranny. So what is July 4th? What does Independence Day mean? To whom? Starting when? And for how long? For Benny Harding, who arrived in Kansas City on July 4th, 1949, Independence Day has a special meaning. In his own words, my folks survived the Holocaust. 
My father was in eight concentration camps. My mother was 12 when she went to the concentration camp. Harding was born in a displaced persons camp in 1946. And he remembers how his mother talked about the day that they arrived in Kansas City. It was terribly hot. I remember my parents said they were dressed in whole clothing and coats. We were in the middle of Union Station, and it was hustling and bustling. I'll always remember my mother talking about how she looked out the window of our hotel. She would describe it as, They were dancing in the streets, she said. This is going to be a good place for us. In 2016, Benny Harding talked about how the 4th of July is a special day for the Harding family. For them, it symbolizes a new beginning in the land of dreams. We don't take anything for granted. July 4th in my household has always been special. And this year will be no exception. We will gather together, even if it does rain. We will celebrate and remember that this, this was the starting point. How do you feel about the 4th of July now? What about the Harding story touches you? What about it impresses you? What about it, if anything, do you relate to? The best way to get rid of injustice is by stopping it yourself. Change begins with one person. Let freedom and unity ring throughout the nation this 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to you and your family. Author Unknown. Next, let's hear from Alvaro Macias, a Mexican-American who published these words on July 4th in 2006. A few years ago, I was meeting with a client who wanted to know if Hispanics celebrated the 4th of July. Before he asked, he made sure he could ask me a question that might sound bad. I think it's probably a valid question. I referred to my own personal experiences and told him that first off, we usually have the day off of work and that my family gets together for a cookout. We'll get some fireworks for the kids. That's about it. He laughed and said, it's just like us. I thought about it and realized that most people just spend this day with their families, no matter what their background is. Some people put hamburgers on the grill, while others have arachera, or skirt steak. Some people spend thousands of dollars on fireworks, while others might settle for a few sparklers. There's no right, no wrong way to celebrate. To many, it's a day spent with family. But let's not forget that the reason we celebrate 
is because on July 4, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was adopted, officially making the United States an independent nation with very unique characteristics that are reflected today. It is a nation built by immigrants. It is a nation that was built for those who were persecuted by their governments. It is a nation where one can make something out of nothing. This is a nation full of opportunities, and as an immigrant from a country where corruption is so widespread and the best opportunities are reserved for a select few, I can appreciate these opportunities that are available probably more than someone who was born here. You don't have to be born into a wealthy family to get a formal education. You don't even need a college education to be a successful business person. Meanwhile, on July 5th, 2018, Pamela Avila, another Mexican-American, said, This 4th of July, we need to take a step back and reevaluate what independence truly means when racism, bigotry, xenophobia, homophobia, and so much more run rampant in our culture. We keep reading that this isn't America, but it is. The America that's currently stripping away people's rights and a name of patriotism and nationalism is the same America that has a history of slavery, inequality, and segregation. It's the same America that put 100,000 Haitian and Central American immigrants at risk of deportation this year after the Trump administration ended temporary protective status, a program that allowed immigrants from those countries who are unable to return to their home countries safely to remain in the U.S. So take a moment now, think. How do you feel about the 4th of July now? Would you feel differently if you knew that a disproportionate and overwhelming number of American Indian tribal gatherings occur on or around the 4th of July? What about the fact that these tribal gatherings are often the social highlight for any given year? How does that make you feel about the 4th of July? What if I told you that the reason there are so many tribal gatherings around the 4th of July is because the U.S. government began developing laws in the 1880s that became known as a Religious Crimes Code. These regulations made up the heart of the Federal Office of Indian Affairs Code of Indian Offenses. They prohibited American Indian ceremonial life. They banned Indian dances and feasts. They disrupted religious practices and destroyed or confiscated sacred objects. Non-compliant Indians faced imprisonment and possibly the withholding of treaty rations, which could mean starvation for their people. 
the Secretary of the Interior issued these sorts of regulations in 1884, in 1894, and in 1904. Indian superintendents and agents implemented these laws and codes until the mid-1930s. For, fi for 50 years, Indian spiritual ceremonies were held in secret. Or they simply ceased to exist. In response to this policy of cultural and religious suppression, some tribes recognized an opportunity on the 4th of July. It was a chance to practice important indigenous ceremonies. You see, superintendents, Indian superintendents and agents, they felt justified in allowing reservations to conduct ceremonies on the 4th as a way for the Indians to learn patriotism to the United States and to celebrate the country's ideals. How do you feel about the 4th of July now? Does this information change anything for you? Later, American Indian veterans were welcomed home as modern followers of warrior traditions. The Navajo and Pawnee both used the 4th of July to honor their veterans. Veteran songs and flag songs are sung. Before the reservation era, most Indians feared the advancing American flag. It often meant conflict and death and destruction. But World War I saw more than 12,000 American Indians serve. And after that war, the American flag began to receive a prominent position at American Indian gatherings, especially those held on the 4th of July. This symbol of patriotism and national unity continues to be carried into both powwows and rodeo arenas today. Does that make you feel different? Freedom is the opportunity to do what is right. One of the most quoted portions of the Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And... That same Declaration of Independence also says, King George III has excited domestic insurrections amongst us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. How does that make you feel about the 4th of July? 
On July 3rd in 2019, several Chinese immigrants shared thoughts in the Northwest Asian Weekly publication, where Stanford University student Edwin Ong said, I do think that immigrants come in search of the American dream. The idea that they can work hard, succeed, and give their children a better future. It's a time for me to look back and reflect on how hard my parents have worked to get where they are and to appreciate America for giving them an environment that allowed them to succeed. It's also a time for me to consider how America is changing. I think there is a lot less social mobility now than there was then. It is a time to reaffirm my commitment to preserve the American dream. Whitman College student Michelle Zhang said, This holiday is a celebration of independence for America. As an immigrant, I do not feel distanced from the weight of the holiday, but recognize its weight and how it has translated over to my current day experience as an American. Lee Chen Miller, a program manager at Microsoft said, to me, the 4th of July is a day of celebration and reflection. Commemorated by fireworks, parades, and family gatherings, I am proud and grateful to be living in America, celebrating our day of independence into a new nation and living the dream. Yet, in 1882, the United States Congress passed the Chinese Exclusion Act, which lasted until 1943. The act functionally prohibited Chinese people from coming to the United States. It prevented people of Chinese origin from becoming citizens. And it deported thousands of Chinese people without cause. Sometimes I wonder if maybe I think about patriotism differently than most. I don't see patriotism as love of country and certainly not nationalistic fervor. Patriotism, as it is often conceived, can be highly problematic, especially when it encourages racism or hate, exclusion, indifference, subjugation, violence, the abandonment of human empathy. How do you feel about the 4th of July now? How have we, as a nation, used our freedom as an opportunity to do what is right. And how have we failed to use our freedom in that way? What if patriotism means 
being more thoughtful. What if patriotism means doing the right thing even when that is the hard thing to do? What if patriotism means owning everything that has been done, good and bad? What if patriotism means making amends for damages done? What would the 4th of July mean under those circumstances? Happy 4th of July.